and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back, fam. I'm really playing with the schedule of Go Be Great. Can you notice? Uh, now, granted, I was sick as a dog, diggity diggity dog last week, but um, which is like no news at this point. I'm just going to br- breeze through that because that's just the cycle of this year. Um, but I can't decide if I want to stick to weekly episodes or do an every other week. That's kind of what I'm playing with right now. So let me know your thoughts. <laughs> if you are like, no, I would love weekly episodes. Please don't stop putting them out weekly. Then say the word. If you're like, no, do you, boo? Other, every other week is fine. Then that's great. I would just love to hear your feedback on that. Um, let's talk about what we've been watching. So I have two new requests and then a comment about bravo because it wouldn't be a real episode if i didn't comment on bravo first off i watched the curious case of natalia grace natalia speaks hbo docuseries of natalia grace who is the dwarf who was adopted into a family at the age of six and her family's like no she's not six she's not six um and it goes through just the complete and utter disarray and trauma of it all And she speaks out. I think it's season two where she really like starts talking. But it's only two seasons. And when I tell you this thing had this, this thing, this docuseries had me in an absolute chokehold. I did not sleep. (laughs) I would go to bed late about it because I, I can't even get into it. The adopted father, adoptive father, uh, Michael, is an absolute just you couldn't you cannot convince me that he's not trying to be in theater of some sort he the theatrics are just otherworldly I just need you to check it out it's on HBO Max if you do watch it or if you have watched it and you have such deep-rooted thoughts like I do or just you want to talk about it with someone slide into my DM or email me at gobegreatpod at gmail.com because it was a roller coaster, bananas, bonker sauce. I, I, I won't give anything away. If I keep talking about it, I'm going to give it away. So that's why I'm like stumbling over my words. The other thing I watched was on Netflix called Boy Swallows Universe. It was definitely sad, but it was also funny. And it was so, so good. Highly recommend. I don't know the actor's name who plays the, the youngest son, but he deserves all the awards for that show. It was incredible. That's on Netflix. Those are my two recs of the week. And bravo. Let's get into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. I think that the second part is going to be a little bit more juicy-goosey than the first one. I Guys, call me, call me crazy, but I'm really still Team Monica. Because I believe her. She's very, very honest. And I believe that she was only part of that Vontis group because of Jen. 
I don't think she played a role in anything else. Do I think that that's, I don't think she made the right decision by any means, um, not being honest and forefront about everything, but I really don't think that she had anything to do with the other women's posts and like how they've been tortured. I just don't know. I just love Monica. I loved her. So I was so upset when I saw how that, that all played out with her, but I don't know. She really holds her own and she keeps her composure at least so far. So I don't know. Let me know if you're Team Monica or not because I'm still riding for her a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. I don't think she made, I don't think she played her cards right by any means, but damn. I still believe everything she says. Now, this topic today, as you can tell by the name of the episode, um, friendship breakups has been a most requested topic since I have been like reaching out about what you need so that I can best serve you because I feel like we're besties up in here and I just want to be a safe space for you to talk to especially if you're somebody outside my circle so like my personal circle you're in my circle don't get me wrong my social circle you know what I'm saying so this has come up more times than I could count 10 times alone in the last Instagram story I put up uh, with the question box but this is just a topic that I wanted to make sure that I had personal emotional capacity for and that I was speaking from a place that I would be able to bring the most value to and that I was in a space where I could do so accordingly. So I feel like I'm there now. And I will say that it's difficult to have this conversation without very specific like examples. So I am going to be talking about a few of my own in in retrospect to some of the things that I just have learned from them. And also, if you have anything specific that you're dealing with that I feel that you feel like maybe I'm not like touching on or that you want more detail on, please feel free to email me at gobegreatpod at gmail.com or slide into my DM about specifics. I can keep everything anonymous. I promise you. If you are feeling this way and you are someone who is struggling with this because of a certain circumstance, I can promise you there is somebody else out there who is feeling the same way. Just from the DMs and conversations that I've had with a lot of you about this specifically, and and a lot of you I've been saying for a long time, it's coming, I promise, this topic is going to be coming, I promise. It's here, it's here. I'm, 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 I take my pinky promises very seriously. So, um... If you want me to like touch on certain examples, I would love to share here and then give feedback and keep it anonymous as always. So with that said, friendship breakups. I think a good place to start when I was thinking about how to navigate this conversation is talking about what a friendship breakup is, okay? Because that might sound silly and and condescending to some point, but I'm not trying to be that. I'm saying that this looks different for so many people because there are a plethora of reasons why friendships break off or go away. And sometimes it's your choice. Sometimes it's their choice. Sometimes it's a mutual understanding. Maybe you didn't want to have this breakup with a friend, but you felt like you had to do it. Um, Maybe it's just distance. And The thing about friendships and what I think makes them so much harder to grieve than romantic relationships is that you can have multiple friends. Like, you probably do have multiple friends. So when one of them breaks off or, you know, you you don't talk to somebody anymore, that connection isn't there any longer, it's kind of like, well, now what? Because, sure, you can go ahead and and make other friends, but it's painful because... 
there are those types of friends where you can go months and months without speaking and then you pick right back up where you left off. Or you don't talk all the time, but you catch up once a week or you maybe like grab dinner every few months and that is enough, right? So the longevity of friendships looks very different most of the time than romantic relationships because you, you're you not probably going to have a romantic partner where you, I mean, do you, boo? If you, if this works for you, by all means, but if you, you, you are most likely not going to have a romantic partner where you go weeks and months without talking, um, unless they're friends with benefits, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So there is such longevity to those friendships. So when they do break off, it feels like it's such a bigger loss oftentimes than romantic relationships. So first and foremost, if you are somebody who is struggling to navigate these, I am so sorry that you're navigating it. I sit with you in that. I have been there. It is really, really fucking hard. And it is absolutely okay that you are very emotional, that you are sad about it, that you are angry, that you are just feeling your feelings. So today I really want to talk about how to kind of navigate those feelings, what has worked for me, what might work for you, and hopefully give you a little bit of mending in your heart and or at least give you some tools and things to think about so that you are on your healing journey with whatever you're trying to navigate in regard to friendship breakups. It is important to try and understand if you're feeling like you are not heard or you're in a weird limbo with somebody. I think communication is key, of course. But if you are just feeling like, ugh, I'm the only one making the effort here. It's, this friendship feels really one-sided. Ask yourself if it's actually a friendship breakup or if it's a friendship shift. Because there are times where friendships are going to take shifts. Whether one of you or both of you become more romantically involved with somebody or location and distance can play a role into that or changes in that changes in career there are so many different reasons why friendships shift over time and just because they're shifting might not necessarily mean that you're breaking up with them maybe it just means that the friendship is going to look a little bit different and that's not always necessarily a bad thing change is difficult in and of itself but it doesn't always mean bad. Change doesn't mean bad. Shifting doesn't mean bad. It might just mean that given the circumstances, you need to change your communication and relationship or that you need to sit and wonder maybe where those boundaries need to be put into place and what's going to make you feel good or if you just need to love them from afar. There is so many different reasons, endless reasons why friendships change and shift or end. Like I said, change is already so difficult. So if you are feeling like you are being left in the dust with a friend or um, someone is kind of like ghosting you to some extent, I can, it's easier said than done to not take things personally, especially if you feel like you're the only one reaching out. It's okay to back off. It's okay to be like, you know what? I feel goofy. I've had those conversations where I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm reaching out to you a lot and just know that I am here for you if you need me. And I, you know, I feel kind of silly constantly reaching out. And I I, I want to make sure that I'm supporting you the, the way I need to or the way that you, you need me to. But I think that we need to have a conversation. So whenever you're ready to have that conversation, I would love to. And if that leads to a friendship breakup, fine. But I think that we try to avoid things so much and we end up sometimes causing more of our own pain than we originally intended by assuming things about the other person. 
And it's hard. It's really tricky to navigate all of this. And there's no cut and dry handbook as to like a survival guide on all of this. But if the communication is not there and the silence also brings somewhat of peace to your life, as hard as that is, those things can coexist. Duality, once again, is rearing its its beautiful head to us. And you can have something hurt and be the right thing for you at the same time. You can know that you are choosing you and trusting yourself and also be really sad about a friendship ending at the same time. So if there is distance or tension or you're just flat out You feel like you've communicated your needs to somebody and they are just not being that type of friend for you anymore. It is it is okay. It is okay to speak on it. And it is also okay to be the one to walk away. And what that looks like is is going to be different. Sometimes it's just like a, a gradual distancing and sometimes it's a really hard conversation. And the avoidance that plays into a role when you are having like two people, okay? Me and my friend are just avoiding the inevitable conversation because neither of us want to have it. That can build resentment. That can build those stories and narratives in our minds that might not necessarily be true. And it can also just make us feel really anxious. So there's, and sometimes it's just best. Sometimes it's like, you know what? I have had this conversation time and time again. I have absolutely been there where I feel like I have really led with so much kindness and so much love and understanding. And this person just really isn't getting it and isn't taking the accountability that I am looking for or is trying to play the victim or is, you know, uh, distributing and pushing away and projecting all everything that I'm saying. And it's just falling on deaf ears. It's not worth having the conversation again. I have absolutely been there and had to really be like, you know what? I just think we have different versions of what we're looking for in friends at this point. And that's really, really hard to do. However, when you do this and when you speak on it and when you are able to really sit with your feelings, I'm not saying go and pop off on these conversations. I think that those types of breakups happen after a lot of self-reflection. How did you show up in the relationship? Is this relationship something that is aligning with your character and who you want to be around with and who you want to share your energy with and it's hard when there's so many really good memories tied to another person because we're holding on to those memories and to what the relationship used to be instead of being in the now and seeing like where's the trajectory of my relationship going with this person and is it somewhere where I feel like they're a safe space do I feel like I want to tell them good news. I have absolutely had friends where I'm like, you know what? I'm hesitant to even share good news because they're either a one-upper. I've had a one-upper friendship that I just, that has drifted or um, you just feel like they, they don't want to celebrate you because of their own shit that they have going on and their own insecurities. And it's like, if you don't want to share good news with somebody, I feel like that's a big red flag first off in friendships. So when you're, if you find yourself holding on to those memories instead of being realistic about where things are now and who this person is now, because people do change. Like I said, change is difficult. Asking yourself, would I do it again? Would I have this friendship again? And 
do I want to continue it the way that it is now? And there are certain memories where you can hold them and hold them close to your heart and cherish that person for what they were and who they were in that moment and in that time and in that season of life for you. It's okay to cherish that and have love for that, but also know that at this point I need to really lean back and trust myself that I don't want to continue the relationship with where it is now. And I've spoken about, you know, what I need and and I've spoken about how to be supportive asking for what support looks like and then also speaking what support looks like for me and it's just met with a lot of aggression and it's just met with a lot of disappointment and yes there is a factor of changing expectations for people and our friends over time because life changes so much and there's so many ebbs and flows to life that those long-term friendships are going to ebb and flow just like life does but there's a difference between Going for the ebbs and flows and understanding that and just having that mutual deep rooted understanding with somebody and then having those surface level friendships. And sometimes people are good at that. I personally cannot have surface level friendships. I have I like the deep guts of it all. And I love to hear about people's lived experiences and how they're navigating things and just a deep rooted sisterhood. And if I am realizing that someone can, you can only meet somebody as deeply as they've met themselves, right? I'm sure we've heard that before. But there gets to a point where it's like, okay, I'm also not going to coddle you. And I'm not going to just not talk about the hard things. Or like, I feel like we're not having complete conversations because we're only talking about things so far because you know the other person isn't comfortable going there. So you want to honor their boundaries. But then we're not fixing anything. And I know that this, it sounds like I'm on a tangent right now, but if you are in the thick of it with somebody, you know exactly what type of tension I'm talking about. And that builds over time. And if you are meeting somebody and trying to, A, be held accountable, if you're somebody who is struggling with that and someone's trying to hold you accountable, it's not necessarily uh, out of anger. I think that holding somebody accountable for how they make you feel is a form of love and is a form of connecting with people and doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a in a huge fight and everything's ending like no it's like I'm, I'm letting you know where I am because I care and I want to work through this with you and I want to be better for it and if you feel like you're having those conversations and it's not going anywhere or it's getting thrown back in your face then that's really difficult to try and navigate. This was, I'm, I'm using these specific examples because it's either a lived experience or these are the conversations that I've had with a lot of you. So I think that there are some things you can ask yourself. A, like I said, would you, would you do it again? And sometimes that answer is going to be yes for certain seasons of it. And the other question of do I want to continue it the way it is now? Yes or no? If the answer is no, have you tried to communicate it? If the answer is, or I'm sorry, if the answer is yes, I've tried to communicate it and it's not working, then maybe it is time to let go. And letting go from of a friend is very difficult. Um, and if the answer is no, then you know, that you haven't spoken on it, then maybe it's time to have that difficult conversation. If you are at the point where you're like, you know what? No, I need to have this very intentional conversation because this isn't working. It's just not working anymore. And you feel like a conversation is going to help that, then and you need to just cut it off, I should say, just know that you are not responsible for anyone else's reactions to your truths. I'm going to say that again. You are not responsible for anyone else's reaction to your truth or to your feelings. 
If you are honoring yourself and speaking on it, especially if you're a people pleaser or recovering people pleaser like I am, that is really, really difficult to do. So if you are speaking about your truth and you are met with such resistance and such victim blaming and or playing the victim or I have also had situations where who I am as a person was completely manipulated to other people because it was easier to make me look like the villain because how dare I you know what I mean um and it was easy to do when you don't have relationships with the other people that they're talking about because they want to save face so there's part of me that's like hey let's just be real about it sometimes people are going to be shitty like that And they're going to want to twist whatever narrative to make you look like the villain because God forbid they take a look in the mirror and look at those deeper parts of themselves, that darkness within themselves or the shadow work that they maybe didn't do yet. Um, But I think that you can love somebody honestly and you can break up with them honestly from a loving place. And no matter what you do, it's just might not be received well. But if you have spoken your truth, led with love and kindness while you're doing it and really just poured it all out, then you have built trust within yourself to follow your gut instincts, know that you're making the right decision for yourself. And that's probably also a really good indicator that you made the right decision (laughs) because the energy you've put out versus the energy you get when you, they're either charging stations or they're battery drainers. And you deserve to be around charging stations with the people in your life. There is a huge avenue to grief of of all of this. I don't know if you can hear Bruno in the background, but he's making all kinds of noises. Um, Grieving the loss of a friendship and the emotions that come with it are completely valid. I urge you to, when these waves of emotions come up, have those, sit with it. Have those conversations with yourself and be like, why am I feeling this way? Am I just missing those memories? Absolutely valid. You can miss those memories and miss that person that they were or are while also knowing that you made the right decision and knowing that, you know what, I really honored myself here. And as hard as it is, the distance does bring me more peace in my life. And both of those things can coexist. And it can come in waves when certain like dates come up or like different anniversaries or of uh, Facebook memories or I don't even know, time hop. I don't, if you still use time hop, when those things come up and you're like, oh my God, that hurts. That hurts. Social media is is brutal in that way sometimes and it can be like salt in the wound. But if the person's actions and character are no longer aligning with who you are, then it's okay. You're not a horrible person for wanting distance and separation. Or if you're on the receiving end of that distance and separation, really knowing that you know what? That's also okay. It's okay that this person maybe doesn't want to be my friend right now um, or ever if you feel like it's really cut and dry. But it's very difficult to understand when there's shifts in life where it's coming from. And is this long term? Is this a, a shift that like we want to try and navigate? Like, hey, you know what? I moved away or you moved away and this is going to be tricky. Like, how, how do you think we can make this work? Or how is support going to look like from a distance? This is what support would look like for me from a distance. Do you feel like that would work for you? Um, but ultimately, you can make the right choice, know that you trusted your gut, and know that you were right while simultaneously feeling really fucking sad about it because that shit is so painful. And for a long time, I felt like I needed to defend myself a lot and that if something was happening that I needed to speak up and I needed to defend myself and I would scramble or 
um, trip over my words and just feel like I was grasping at straws to not make anyone think I was this horrible person. But I think you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I am who I am. The people who want to care about me are know who I am. And if anyone's going to believe another narrative that somebody else tells me, then that's really none of my business. If you know who you are and you know what you deserve, then somebody who's not going to align with you and not going to meet you there, it's okay to grieve that while also being like, no, I still deserve better though. Like this hurts like shit. This hurts so fucking bad. But I wanted that person to be somebody who maybe they're not. Or maybe you're somebody that somebody else just doesn't align with anymore. It can go both ways. And that can be really, really hard and also be really, really empowering at the same time. Like, you know what? I can stand so firmly in who I am that I can speak on when I'm feeling something, which is already a a hard thing to do. I can ask for support or reach out and try and connect. But if you're not being met with the same love and respect, then it's okay to walk away. And it's okay that it hurts. And it's okay that you're sad about it. And it's also okay that it brings you peace. Another thing you can ask yourself is, is this somebody who I go to for advice? Is this somebody who I I want to hear their opinion? Or is this somebody who I hesitate to go to for advice? Am I the one who is the constant giver of advice and the constant soundboard and the emotional support? Or am I somebody who's maybe always asking something of the other person and not really being on the receiving end of any of that? I should also say, as somebody who used to like overgive advice, like when no one was asking for it, because I genuinely thought it was coming from a good place and I really wanted to be helpful. But if you are overgiving advice without somebody asking for it, then you, you can really sound like an asshole. Um, so something that I've really gotten used to getting in the habit of saying is like, are you looking for advice right now or are you just looking for a soundboard? So this is like a total side note, but make sure that when you're giving advice, it can be a little tricky. Or when you are asking for advice, make sure you're really asking, realize that you are asking somebody to give their opinion on something about your life. And there's some people who you're really going to value that aspect in their perspective. And there's some people who you know are just going to take that opportunity and shit on you for it. So choose carefully who you ask for for advice and be careful when giving it. Speaking of advice, you also want to make sure that you are asking for advice for the right reasons like are you really looking for someone's perspective on things or are you looking to be validated externally for something that you maybe don't you know that deep down that maybe it's not the right decision that you're making and there are going to be some people in your life where you're like you know what I can really go to this person for giving me hard truths and or am I just going to this person because I know they're going to validate regardless of how they really feel so check your sources Make sure you're around people who are, ask yourself these questions too if you're feeling tension with somebody, asking yourself like, do I, do I value this person's opinion and perspective? Do I, or do I just really look to them for external validation regardless of if it's going to be right or not? Because hard conversations and honesty, specifically honesty, doesn't mean that you're an asshole. Like you can be honest without being hurtful. Honest does not need to be hurtful. Actually shouldn't be hurtful. You can lead with love and say things in a very loving way without being hurtful. So if the person is being honest with you, but it's always has like a tinge of a dig to it, or you're like, well, that feels icky. Whenever I'm asking this person to be honest, they're kind of a cunt about it. Then um, maybe that's not the right relationship anyway to be in. 
There's also certain friends where, you know what, like this is when I really take the lens and zoom out from it, I'm in this friendship with this person, but it's kind of self-sabotaging. It's not fueling the person who I want to be. It's not aligning with my aligning with my growth. It's not aligning with me feeling at the higher best version of myself. And ultimately, it just doesn't bring out the best in me. It it really does fuel maybe the excuses or the self-deprecation or those icky parts that sometimes feel good. Like if you're doing it with somebody else, it kind of validates your decisions like, oh, you know, maybe it's you know, drinking too much or going on a bender or, you know, I don't know, something that's unhealthy and self-sabotaging to your own growth that afterwards you're like, oh, that actually feels like shit and I shouldn't be doing that. But if I do it with this person, I feel kind of good. I feel better about it because if we're both doing it, it's not so shitty. No, no, no. It still is. It's still very shitty. So if you find yourself in those types of connections, it's absolutely okay. And to to distance yourself or to break off that so but when we're in the thick of it and we're like oh you know what this is actually being done to me I am being exiled or I am being broken up with and it really hurts I am giving you these different perspectives to really dig deep into the into the friendship for what it is and ask yourself these questions to see is this just does it suck to have somebody toss you aside absolutely but what did that friendship actually look like if I'm really sifting through my feelings about this person and about our relationship, what did it really look like? So that's what I'm hoping these different questions and navigations um, will bring to you. I will also say I feel like everyone's feelings deserve to be validated, but if they, I hope that you're understanding the dissonance there where there's a difference between validating your feelings and, make, and making you feel heard and then also just yesing you to death. And, you know, when hard conversations or things come up that maybe are unhealthy that are hard to hear but you need to hear it out of love if they're still validating that in you then that's something to really pay attention to um another thing to pay attention to and sometimes you bring something to the table of you know reaching out in hopes of connection and somebody disconnects from you that might not necessarily mean that they are breaking up with you I think I, me personally I need to take time to really reflect and then come to the table because I have been very reactive in those conversations and I just sound like a blubbering mess over and over again because I don't want somebody to be upset with me when in reality I just should have just taken the step back and then communicated it. I'm not saying that if somebody is dipping out on you and ghosting you that it's right but if they are communicating that hey you know what I'm hearing what you're saying and I just need to kind of sit with this for a little bit. Um, and I'm not saying weeks at a time, but if there is just time like, hey, are you ready to talk? Or, you know, there is a form of ghosting there too that that feels bad. Like, hey, you know what? I really reached out to you in hopes of connection and you just completely left me hanging. That feels like shit. That's, that's, that's hurtful. And I'm sorry that you're going through that if you do fall into that category. Which leads to its own struggle because when you want to talk to somebody and they are very clearly not wanting to talk to you. There's nothing else you can do. You can't force somebody to want to continue to be friends with you. You can't communicate enough to somebody who doesn't want to hear it. And that also really, really hurts because you're like, here I am really trying and I am just feeling like I'm being cut off at the knees or I am being disrespected and completely left in the dust. And that's really hurtful. But ultimately, you can only do so much. And you need to also know 
when to tap out and when to let go and when to realize that, you know what, I have truly done all I can. Which leads me to the last thing that I would really urge you to ask yourself when you are sitting in these uncomfortable limbos of friendship that what role did I play? You can pick somebody else. You can point the finger all you want. But what role did I play in where we're at right now? And are there certain things that I would have done differently? Sure. I think we're human. It's very human of us to say that we would have done things differently. But if you can really sit back and say to yourself that, you know what, with this particular person, I could not have done anything else. There's going to be discussions and confrontations in any type of relationship. But if you're like, there's really nothing else I can do right now. I have really tried everything I can in respects to honoring myself and making sure that I'm not overextending and making sure that I'm also being having some self-respect as well. Um, if you can really say that, like, you know what, I really, I led with my whole heart here and I really put it all out there. And when you are vulnerable like that and you are just bleeding to somebody who is just not ready to receive that, that hurts so much because you feel so exposed and you feel like, wow, I just sold, I sold, not sold my soul, Jesus, but like shared my whole soul with this person and they just reacted or didn't react at all. And that's really a slap in the face. And that hurts really deeply, but there's nothing else you can do. And as vulnerable as you feel in that moment, I hope that you also can take that as a moment of power because you can never feel like you loved wrong. Like if you are able to still have the capacity to love somebody and to care for somebody, I don't think that you should ever feel bad about caring. And sometimes you're just caring for the people who aren't ready to receive it or aren't worthy of that respect and aren't worthy of that care that you share. And that's okay. It hurts right now and I get it. And it doesn't feel like there's anything that can feel. And if there's anything I could say that would immediately make you feel better and immediately take this pain away, then I wish that there was. But unfortunately, when it comes to grief of any capacity, just time and space and taking care of yourself is all you can do sometimes. And yes, there's going to be a lot of ebbs and flows in life, but you still have you. And you are still the person who you are with. And the relationship that you have with yourself is the longest lasting relationship of them all. So you can apologize when you need without the but. I'm sorry that you feel da 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 da. I'm sorry. Like, I feel like apologies really, ha- which can be a whole other episode in and of itself, which I'm sure will be, to be honest. What does apologizing look like? Actually, yes. Mark that down. I'm going to write it down. Hold on one second. I'm going to write that down, actually. Apologies and accountability. Be right back. I just realized that as I come back here, because I paused the recording, it's going to sound like I didn't skip a beat, but I did pause to write that down because apologies uh, should be its own episode. But if you feel like you have apologized for what you need to and when you can and you are showing up as your most loving self, if you can lay your head at night on your pillow knowing that you loved the best that you could and sometimes that's going to go south and sometimes that's not going to be received well and sometimes someone else is going to need love differently than you can give it, then that's okay. And you can have so many more friends. Yes, that loss is there and yes, that is... That is justified and valid of grief and valid of mourning that loss. However, you can have, that's the thing that's tricky about friendship breakups because you can have multiple friends. Now, unless you are, you know, 
you enjoy having multiple romantic relationships and that's respected on of all parties, then by all means, do you, boo. But I think that that, that is a difference when you are in romantic relationship breakups and friendship breakups. So all this to say, um, if you are at a part where you are navigating friendship breakups and you just don't know what else to do, it's okay to just be. It's okay to just be. It's okay to check back in with your feelings. And at this point, you can't make anybody else care for you the way that you deserve to be cared for, that you want to be cared for. And the reverse is also true. And you just need to sit there and take care of yourself, regardless of what that looks like. Sometimes that looks like therapy. Sometimes that looks like journaling. Sometimes that looks like, you know, however else you need to. Because that looks, that's so personal to everyone's lived experience. But just know that you do deserve to hang around and be around people and have friendships and relationships where there is mutual love and respect. And that doesn't mean the same. Um, being in friendships doesn't mean that, it's like love languages. Y- your love language of how you receive love can be very different than the people in your life. So make sure that you are giving the love in which they receive it, you know, just because I like quality time and words of affirmation doesn't mean that the other, maybe the other person is more of, uh, not physical, maybe not physical touch, but maybe, yeah, hug it out. Sometimes you just need to hug it out. But making sure that you're loving people the way that they feel love and know that it's okay if it looks different than yours. Those types of relationships can be just as long lasting. But if you feel like even that connection isn't there, it's okay to move on. It's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to check back in with yourself and be like, you know what? I did all I could. I loved really hard. I cherish this season of life that I had with this person and the memories that I had, but there are certain aspects of life that I just feel like I'm I'm being met with resistance, met with a lot of defensiveness and disrespect to my boundaries, and I'm not being treated right. And those good memories can't outweigh that. There's Yes, there's ups and downs and ebbs and flows, but if you are consistently being treated a certain way or maybe you are the one who is really fucking up and you're like oh and you're listening to this and you're like no I'm not that person but I am the person who has kind of been shitty I hope that you have the emotional capacity emotional intelligence and self-awareness to be like oof it's me hi I'm the problem it's me and I think that there's a little bit of that in any relationship but if you're the person who maybe needs to own your shit I think that you would be surprised by the fact that when you can do that and you can own your shit and then take action towards being better, your relationships will be better for it. And I want to round this out with, I was speaking about taking care of yourself and sometimes that means not looking at their social media. And yes, the mute button is lovely (laughs) in those circumstances. It is great to be able to mute somebody because unfollowing and blocking, I know I used to think unfollowing and blocking was very harsh. However, if seeing somebody on, if you can mute them, right, that's fine. But if they are somebody who frequently pops up on other people's social media and you feel like that's also harmful to your healing journey, it's okay to block. And I, I this is going to sound harsh, but if someone wanted you to speak differently about them, then they should have acted accordingly. And maybe they shouldn't have been acting the way that they did if they didn't want you to speak on the truth of how you feel. And it's okay to block somebody who you feel like, you know what, this person is, it's not good to see them on my feed constantly. And it's not good to 
constantly be digesting and wondering what they're doing and checking on their page all the time. It's okay to mute. It's okay to block. It's okay to unfollow. I think that we have gotten in this societal norm of, oh, you're a mean girl if you block and unfollow. But I think it gets to the point where like, if there's a mutual understanding that, hey, we're not going to be friends, it's okay to remove them from your lens and from who you digest on your social media every day. And a lot of part, a lot of part, (laughs) a a big part of healing takes a lot of self-discipline. It really does. It takes a lot of, you know what? I'm not going to reach out. I need to stop trying to be the fixer. I have, I'm somebody who very much wants to be the fixer. And sometimes you just got to let it be, especially if you feel like you are just constantly being thrown into the washing machine of turmoil with this person. You just got to let it be sometimes. You can't be the fixer. You're not going to be able to fix every issue. It's not your job to have everybody love you and like you and understand you or be able to meet your needs. And it's also not your job to be the only one meeting somebody else's needs. Your needs also deserve to be met. So are they? Are they being met in this person that maybe you are struggling with right now? Um, Do you feel like there is equal parts? Do you feel like, wow, this person had so much value into my life and does now and they just don't want to talk to me anymore? Then maybe ask yourself those previous questions that we had before. But then if you're sitting on the side of things where I'm just not this person's person anymore, that hurts. And there's nothing else you can do at that point. And it's just trust in the fact that you are going to be surrounded around people who love you and you don't need to prove yourself to anybody and you don't need to constantly be the one who's making the effort. If you are being met with silence and lack of effort, then you don't need to be overextending and over communicating. Whew. I hope you all needed that deep breath as much as I did. This felt like it feels like it's all over the place because there's not a lot of very specific circumstances that I'm unpacking. But I hope that this resonated with you and hopefully gave you maybe some a soft place to land when it comes to friendship breakups. And maybe you need to save this for later or Maybe it gave you some really good questions to reflect on on your on your own when it comes to people in your life who are causing you distress and stress and distance. But just know that you got you. I promise. And those feelings are going to come and go and you're going to miss them sometimes. And maybe in a few years, something's going to come up and you're going to be like, wow, I really had a great time with that person. And for the time of my life where we were what we were, it was really great. And I really enjoyed it. And now we're just not those people anymore. And that's okay too, because when those things come up, it might also just be a testament to your own growth and or gives you an opportunity to lean back and maybe look at some of those dark areas of your own life and shadow work, those shadowy parts of ourselves that we try to avoid because they're too hard to really face in the mirror. Maybe it's giving you a time to do that too. Either way, you will be okay. I promise. It doesn't feel like it in the moment and it might not feel like it right now. And you might be rolling your eyes at me saying that. But if there was a quick fix to all of this, then we wouldn't be struggling with friendship breakups as much as it seems that that a lot of you are. And, you know, that that time comes with life. It's not always just a gradual distance. Sometimes it's a hard stop. So if you are somebody who's whether whether you're experiencing a gradual distance or you are experiencing a hard stop, just know that you deserve love and care. And it will be okay. You will find your people. 
and you will lean on your people to navigate through it for sure. So I hope you're well. I hope you're being kind to yourself and showing yourself compassion and grace as needed because this shit is hard. It is very hard and it hurts like hell. But sometimes it's necessary for growth and it's necessary to move on because sometimes people are anchors in a good way or they're anchors in a way that they drag you down. So check back in with you. I hope that this has helped you. If you would like to continue the conversation, you know where to find me. I'm here for you and just go easy on yourself. Shake your ass. Go be great.